Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott back again with a second Nolcast of the week for the second week in a row. A real quick instant reaction style type podcast here. So uh, if you're a Florida State fan, as uh, the vast majority of our audience is, certainly got some great news tonight at the quarterback position. So excited to be able to sit here, give our thoughts real quickly. We'll put this straight into uh, publication, get it out to you. Uh, and when we do that, we say thank you to our sponsors right off the bat. Louisiana Hot Sauce, Congruity, Madison Social, uh, Shannon and Chad, Le- Shannon and Chad, the legendary team over there, all the people that make it possible for us to have kind of rapid fire pods like the one we're about to have. And Bud, let's jump into the commitment of one AJ Duffy. Yeah, man, uh, AJ Duffy, top 100 player in the 24/7 Sports Composite, number six overall, uh, pro style QB. He's a guy I've actually been able to see uh, twice in as many months. In fact, I just saw him uh, two Mondays ago now down at IMG Academy. Uh, Previously, I saw him uh, at uh, the Elite 11 camp here in Orlando. So, man, it does feel good to get back to talking about prospects that I've seen in person. You know, like watching them on huddle was fine, and you can can get a lot from looking at somebody's huddle, but seeing how they hold themselves, seeing how they're actually built, seeing how they throw the ball in person, I I think there's there's something to that. Uh, I think Florida State's getting a good prospect here. I don't know that, you know, he's – quite as good as what the composite says but he maybe he is right at, at, at 247 we have him uh, as the number eight pro style prospect and the number 147 player nationally which i should point out is still really good and a team that has lost five plus games in the regular season for five straight years now typically doesn't sign quarterbacks in that range and yet fsu looks like they will manage to do so obviously assuming that they hold on to duffy's commitment so Ingram, this is a kid originally from California. Uh, he was a productive player in California as a sophomore. Then uh, COVID hit and uh, not without getting political, California just didn't basically have a season. And so AJ was fortunate enough, although also unfortunate because you got to leave your, your friends and your family back home. Uh, so, but he ended up transferring to IMG Academy, obviously didn't get to play in the fall, but will be, will be IMG Academy starting quarterback. Uh, this fall six foot two I think he's like probably 215 218 ish Um, most of that I think is good weight he's not like you know cut up and ripped but he's not uh, he's certainly not chubby right so somewhere in in the middle just you know certainly a thicker build than he was a year or two ago Um, decent height I mean what six one seven eights? I, I think six two. It's a good prospect. He's definitely a pro style dude. He's not immobile, but he's not not somebody that, who's the defense is really gonna gonna fear his legs a whole lot. To me, what he brings uh, is the ability to get the ball out quickly. His release, I think, is is pretty solid. He has good velocity on his ball. I, I'll actually tell you that he was more impressive to me uh, the day I was at IMG than the day uh, that he was at the Elite 11 for whatever reason. I know he had been flying for the Elite 11 stuff, so, you know, and maybe some jet lag and whatnot. And yet, I wrote our top performers for that day at Elite 11, and uh, at this point, I thought he was going to Arizona State because that's where pretty much the entire industry believed that he had, you know, uh, if not silently committed to, maybe gave some real strong indications behind the scenes. Uh, and just so I'm letting everybody know consistent here, I'm not changing my opinion of him, you know, after uh, 
after he ends up committing to FSU. Uh, I had him as the number one quarterback at the Elite 11 uh, Orlando event. Granted, quarterbacks in Florida typically suck, right? The, the top two QBs at that event were not from Florida. It was A.J. Duffy and then Holden Garner, who's a Georgia kid, who came down. Uh, Garner's committed to Auburn. Uh, by the way, but I, I thought I thought he was good, just more advanced than the other quarterbacks there, with some physical upside as well. But at IMG, that, I mean, it was raining that day. It it kind of sucked to shoot video, and I thought he did a very nice job throwing the football into tight windows. IMG's defense is really nuts, and uh, the first day he had worked with 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 his fellow receivers in pads. For the most part, I thought he was putting the ball in the money, and I came away with a higher opinion of him. Uh, after the IMG practice that, that I got to watch. Then I initially held of seeing him in person uh, working out at the Elite 11 event where he you know won the, the, the top performer award, at least uh, according to me. So yeah, man, uh, that's kind of my the, the gist on, on what FSU is getting. Um, they had to beat out Arizona State, Michigan State, Penn State to some extent here. Uh, that's a decent list of, of up and coming schools, not necessarily like your, you know, Bama Georgia's of the world, but like we've sp- spoken about many times already this off season and will many times going forward. Uh, you need to, you need to figure out which kids you can get who you don't have to beat out those type of schools for, cause you're probably going to lose those battles this year, or you might win them over the summer and then lose them, you know, like, like you, you win the battle, but lose the war. So I, I think this is a, a nice recruiting gift for them. Kenny Dillingham, Really good job and ends up uh, getting a commitment from A.J. Duffy on Dillingham's birthday. Yeah, uh, well done to Dillingham. And uh, more that I hear about it, it sounds like, you know, Bartow played his own role in this as well. So, yeah, uh, those two have a long lasting relationship. And uh, he was on him at, at Oregon and I think was able to kind of circle back and uh, just a, a great thing. I mean, far and away, the apex of type of prospect as far as uh, fits the system uh, best kind of quality as to who you hope you could uh, be involved with right now. Uh, and then a, you know, a, a prospect that uh, while you, like you said, from the West coast, but in the state of Florida, great to be able to show an ability to uh, jump on a kid at IMG and, and get a commitment like that. So, um, you know, whether he's top 76, whether he's top 146, uh, he's a really good prospect that fits your system and is a fantastic get. Look, if you're going to tell me Florida State was able, and obviously there's still work to be done, and, and we'll talk about, you know, maybe what could go, um, how this could play out where he doesn't ultimately choose Florida State later on. But uh, assuming ultimately you sign this kid, if you would have told me you could have had a class of three uh, or two of three of Morris, Duffy, and, and Marchio, that's great. But you, know, you tell me one of those two, is Duffy, then that's a really different uh, type of proposition. Morris is a nice prospect, but very much a raw prospect. Uh, Duffy, probably higher ceiling and, and certainly a higher floor. So uh, this looks to be a really good class, and I want to give the give the staff praise uh, as to what they've done so far. It's a significant work. I would totally agree with you on that. It's a really good point. I, I, I definitely like Duffy more than I like Morris. Not that Morris is a bad player, but – um, you're looking for somebody who is going to come in and challenge for the starting job in 2022. I do not believe Morris can do that based on, like I, I didn't get to see him in person at some of these events, but just based on things that I've read and heard, I, I think that he is more um, 
of a potential type play and is not there yet as far as uh, you know polish. Duffy, I think, is a, is a player who is capable of stepping in and playing early. And that's probably a good segue here that we bring this up because, look, that was a major part of, of his recruitment, right? We were told that, that Duffy is a player who really cares about early playing time. I'm not saying FSU had to promise him the starting job, but I guarantee if you want to get this kid, you need to lay out uh, just what the path to being the starter as a true freshman looks like. You had to have a very honest conversation about it, definitely, and and what needed to be done to to make that come to fruition. I agree with you. Yeah, and, and at Florida State, um, well, Chubba Purdy has not, uh, has not been able to be on the field to develop. Rodemaker has not wowed people so far, certainly. And you, you don't really know if Jordan Travis is, uh, is somebody who you want to be starting in year three of, of the rebuild. At some point, you want the offense to look like and be able to show kids what you want it to look like going forward, which you think it will look like this fall with some combination of Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis as far as throwing the football you know, through the air. Uh, I think Duffy's a, a, a kid who other kids certainly vibe with. Um, it'll be interesting to see you know, how active he is out there trying to get other players to come up with him. Um, there are some targets that I know he'll try to to get to come to FSU from IMG, although a lot of those IMG kids are, are, are pretty far down the road in their recruitment. So, you know, he may be more of a factor with 2023 prospects at IMG Academy than he is with 2022 prospects. But, you know, seems like, like, like a smart dude when you talk to him um, and a guy who I, I think has – the potential to to play early certainly and you, know, you mentioned having to hold on to him um you know you think about the early playing times at michigan state penn state and arizona state one thing that i'm going to be monitoring closely down the stretch this year is 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 how well Jaden daniels does arizona state starter who i know fsu recruited under willie taggart if it becomes clear that he's going to be a guy who's going to be a first round type pick and bounces then you need to start thinking about who's the other guys at Arizona State. And FSU is probably going to have to continue to fight this battle uh, throughout, I would guess. But that's a long way off. And right now, FSU's coaching staff deserves a lot of credit here. Signing day is not in April or May. At the same time, they made up a hell of a lot of ground in a relatively short period of time. I don't think anybody who covers the Seminoles uh, or who covers the Sun Devils would have told you a month or two ago that they thought they were getting Duffy. FSU staff continued to believe in themselves. They recruited him hard. They stayed on him. They were able to show him what their vision is for this program. And it resonated, and he committed. So kudos to them. They, they certainly deserve a heck of a lot of credit there. Yeah, not the first prospect that they've done that with. And, um, you know, maybe not as much uh, of a direct interaction here, but, uh, you know, I, I think Travis Hunter has, has helped you here with – with Duffy as well, uh, again. So, uh, again, always a, a player that, uh, as involved as he has been, has only done nothing but pay positive dividends and uh, has certainly given you an air of legitimacy that you didn't have previously. So, there's our obligatory tip of the cap to one Mr. Hunter. I, I will note with Hunter, like, I give all of the credit for Sam McCall to Travis Hunter, right? Like, it's, FSU wasn't on his radar. And then, and then Travis Hunter jumped in and, and, he, and he jumped on. I give Travis Hunter like fractional credit on this one. You know, Dillingham, Norvell, those guys are obviously Bartow, 
did a yeah. really good job. It helps to have Hunter, but I just want to—I I don't want people to say, "Oh, the no cast is saying Travis Hunter no. gets every commit." I know you're not trying to say that. No, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm not—I'm drawing them the comparison there, but uh, certainly you made up a significant amount of ground as you just referenced, uh, and you made up a significant amount of ground. Uh, a lot of it tied to the spring practice, and I don't know that that error. Uh, you know, that feeling in the air, as some kids choose to describe, is necessarily there if you don't have a prospect like Hunter there leading your recruiting efforts. So that's all that I was saying, not drawing a comparison to previous commitments. 100%. Um, by the way, stats-wise, 71% passer as a sophomore, 26 touchdowns, seven picks, um, 2,600 yards-ish on the ground, 500 yards rushing, 7.7. Looked a little bit skinnier back then, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to, uh, to see what he can do at FSU. And I'm also interested to see what they're going to do uh, to holding on to Nico Marchio. They want to take two commitments in this class, and certainly I think both these players are players who are going to come in and expect to play early, and we'll see how they manage those uh, – those those hopes and dreams and and egos not not, not implying either that they have huge egos or anything like that but i mean they're quarterbacks, quarterbacks. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so. um i i also think that duffy's a kid who does have some serious upside potential if he goes out there and balls as a senior because you're still looking at him prospect wise based on two camps that you know they weren't tackling and his sophomore film because he didn't get to play as a junior there's plenty of kids out there like that, by the way, who play who were in states who did not get to play uh, the, the 2020 season. Anyway, um, yeah, man, this is this is good news. FSU's class jumped up to probably should have written this down before I hit record <laughs> on the show, but they jumped up to uh, back to number ten overall. They have uh, two composite five stars, obviously Hunter McCall, two four stars, and four three-star players and among the three-star players obviously we uh we you and i i i know we like aaron hester you know quite a bit i i think aaron hester is probably a four-star level player i think the other guys are, are accurately rated as as three stars so um you know and, and obviously at, at 247 we have nico um as a three-star qb so anyway although pretty close to being a four-star there numbers wise and we'll see what he does as well as a senior but as of right now, FSU is done recruiting the quarterback position for 2022. It's it's always nice to have that that completed. We know from, from past experience how quickly the quarterback carousel moves and the dominoes fall fast. Other analogy inserted here, but the quarterback recruiting typically happens early, not late. FSU was uh, was on time with this one. They they made they made up some ground and and, and they got their guy. Good stuff. Great class being put together. A class that really had to be a game changer uh, has a very real legitimate chance of being so. So uh, great day for Florida State. We'll continue to look at the uh, recruiting uh, landscape in general, but uh, for tonight, uh, one to celebrate and, uh, you know, we'll see what the rest of the class of 22 has in store. All right, man. I uh, will talk to you probably early next week, unless FSU gets another major commitment, and then uh, then we'll probably jump on and do another emergency pod. So look forward to that text. Uh, until then, appreciate. Thank you to listeners, sponsors, everybody else. Been a fun instant react.